The big day is Friday, and if you're anything like me, at this point in the season, you're feeling like you wish you could slow down time and make it all last just a little bit longer. A bit more time for movies and TV specials, a bit more time where it's okay to consume lots of cookies and eggnog, a bit more time for carols and drives through those neighborhoods where all the impressive light displays are, a bit more time for baking and shopping and wrapping and, yes, making Christmas memories. Now, even though the season is winding down, there's still a lot more Christmas past ready to hit your podcast feed between now and the big day, including one more episode like today's episode dedicated just to you and your Christmas memories. That one will arrive on Christmas Eve, the perfect day for reminiscing about Christmas past. There isn't much time, but there is just enough time if you want to be part of it. You'll have to act fast, but I'll do my very best to accommodate everyone who sends something by the end of the day, California time, on the 23rd. Just record a voice memo into your phone and send it to christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com. As always, just try to keep it reasonably short, clean and family friendly, and be sure to say your name and where you're from. Well now, let's crank up the Christmas spirit and get this episode underway. I just mentioned baking, which of course is one of the best things about Christmas. The fun of creating and being together, of sharing and, of course, eating. And made all the more special by the fact of baking special things that come but once a year and by passing treasured family recipes down the generations, like Lenka in Belgium is looking forward to doing. Hi, my name is Lenka. I'm from the Czech Republic, now living in Belgium. In the Czech Republic, we have this tradition of baking Christmas cookies. They're not the traditional American Christmas cookies. We call them Vánoční cukroví, and it's rather Christmas sweet because you have plenty of different doughs, fillings, and shapes. So you end up with vanilla rolls, rum balls, beehives, bear paws, and many more. And each family has to bake several, let's say 10 types of these Christmas cookies and about 100 pieces per each type. So it takes plenty of time. Every year, my mom, my sisters and me, we were gathering uh, around this huge round table and making these Christmas cookies. But what I loved the most was that we were telling stories. What happened that year? And we were even repeating the stories we heard before, but we were pretending we hear them for the first time. So we were laughing, of course. And... I, I truly love this tradition. Although we were smelling like gingerbreads at the end, it was it was really so, so dear and lovely. Now I live here in Belgium, and as I have my newborn daughter here with me in my arms, I'm sure I would love to uh, pass this tradition uh, on her, and hopefully uh, next year we will slowly start to bake the Christmas cookies together. Hey, congrats on your newborn, Lenka. I have one of my own this year, and I'll have more to say about that sometime soon. You know, one of the things that adds to the cozy of Christmas baking is having something festive to listen to in the background. One of my favorite and relatively recent discoveries is a Christmas radio drama from the 1930s called The Cinnamon Bear. If you haven't heard of it, I'd highly recommend Googling it. It aired one episode a day leading up to Christmas Eve. Serial Christmas stories are a bit like a literary advent calendar, and they create a special kind of magic, especially when the whole family is involved. And that's something that Angela in Kansas City can relate to. One of my favorite Christmas memories comes from 1977, when I was eight years old. The local newspaper, the Kansas City Star, published a story called Santa Claus and the Pigwigden. Each weekday in December, there was a new chapter, 
and after dinner, my mom or dad would gather us kids around and read the latest adventure. The story ended on Christmas Eve. That day, before the big family party, it was my beloved Grandma Eleanor who read the happy ending to us. She passed on several years ago, and I miss her very much. I am so grateful for that memory. Merry Christmas to you and all of the Christmas Past family. Well, as I mentioned before, this is our first Christmas with our newborn baby boy, Dashiell. He loves the Christmas tree, and he seems almost hypnotized by the vintage bubble lights that we have strung up. He's really too young to appreciate what's going on, but having him in the picture really takes me back to some of my earliest Christmas memories. One of them involved the Christmas tree that we'd put up every year, and the specific way that I and my siblings would enjoy it. Turns out it's a common thing that kids do, and Tony in Kentucky was one of them. My Christmas memory is every time as a child that we put up the Christmas tree, after the fact, I would lay there underneath, staring up at the lights. Um, it's one of the coziest feelings ever. Kind of reminded me that one Disney cartoon where uh, Chip and Dale were uh, living in the Christmas tree that Goofy brought in, and they were running around and having their antics. But yeah, there was nothing cozier than that, and that's my Christmas memory. And whether it's under it, around it, or just in the same room with it, we love being in the presence of the tree. Whether it's to take in the sights of the ornaments, inhale the scent if it's a fresh one, or just generally bask in the presence, like David in Rhode Island. One of my favorite memories as a child, even though opening gifts was a lot of fun on Christmas morning, one of my favorite things was on Christmas Eve, just sitting next to the Christmas tree and reading, uh, whether it was Christmas stories or comic books or anything that I had around that put me in the Christmas spirit, I would be sitting near the tree reading by the light of the tree. Loved it. Thank you. And of course, one of the things you might be wearing as you're sitting around the tree are fam jams. Everyone's heard of those. That's the cute term for matching festive pajamas that many families wear on Christmas morning. Whether intentional or not, everyone has that thing they wear on Christmas morning. My dad, for example, was a bathrobe kind of guy. Simple pajamas are more my speed, but Carissa in Michigan grew up seeing something a little different. I wanted to share my favorite Christmas memory of my dad. Um... In 1976, during the Olympics, he bought a bright blue velour tracksuit uh, with USA on the back of the jacket. And I do not know why to this day, but he started making that his Christmas morning outfit. So I was born in 1982, and I remember every single Christmas, he would come down the stairs in this suit. And over the years, as my dad got uh, a little more, a little bigger, um, less and less of the suit started to get seen. So uh, at first his jacket didn't get zipped up. And then when you hear the pants kind of disappeared. And then finally, uh, you know, he could get his arms in the jacket, but uh, he couldn't do much. So the, the jacket didn't stay on very long. But he made sure to get that, that Christmas morning picture with at least the, <laughs> the blue velour jacket on. And now that my dad is gone, um, surprisingly, that is one of my favorite memories, is him coming down the stairs in that ridiculous velour tracksuit. But uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. Keep your family close, especially at Christmas. Thank you. If I heard that correctly, one year, the pants disappeared. I think the fewer questions we ask about that, the better. But speaking of asking questions, that's something that Melissa in Rhode Island did one Christmas in her youth. 
They're the kinds of questions that our younger listeners couldn't appreciate, so if there are little ones within earshot, maybe hit the pause button now and come back later. I was probably around seven years old, and I was starting to get a little skeptical about the existence of Santa Claus. And so I was asking my parents things like, well, can't parents just eat the cookies and drink the milk and make the kids think that it's Santa Claus? So those conversations happened. So then uh, Christmas morning that year, I woke up to not just the traditional half-eaten cookies and half-drunken glass of milk, but there was also a letter. And when I read, when I opened the letter, I was just astounded by this beautiful scrolling handwriting that I had never seen before. And that convinced me that Santa Claus must be real because mom and dad could never have made up a brand new kind of handwriting like that. It was unlike any handwriting I had ever seen from them. And that was what convinced me. And so the magic was able to last a couple more years for me. And I'm very grateful for that. Yes, it's another Christmas saved through the magic of penmanship. Now, since we're talking about Santa, it's worth pointing out that, as efficient as he usually is in collecting children's wishes and delivering gifts on Christmas Eve, there is that odd instance where things slip through the cracks. Hey, cut the fella some slack. He usually comes through eventually when he can. Just ask Avery in Utah. This Christmas was extra special because Santa finally came through on a gift that I had asked for over 10 years ago. When I was about seven years old, I wrote to Santa every single year until I was 13, asking for an American Girl doll. And it just never happened. I talked to my parents about it later and they talked about how hard they tried, but with how expensive they are and with five kids, it just couldn't happen. And I told my husband this when we first got married. We've been married for about eight years now. I'm 26 years old and this Christmas, I woke up Christmas morning with a gift that was addressed from Santa and inside it was my very own American Girl doll. So over 10 years later, Santa finally came through. You know that line from the song, through the years we all will be together if the fates allow? Well, clearly the fates don't allow this year. And it's really shining a light on how every Christmas is precious because who knows what tomorrow brings. And that's what's on the mind of Carrie in Arkansas. My daddy was one of six siblings. When I was growing up, Christmas Eve was spent at my Granny Temple's house with aunts, uncles, and cousins. We drew names for a gift exchange around Thanksgiving, and my granny would give each of the grandchildren a gift as well. One year, the girl cousins each got a giant stuffed animal. I later snuck my giant, Danny Dog, along on a family vacation, but that's a story for another time. Dinner was potluck style, and you ate wherever you could find a spot to sit. The gift exchange was a highlight of the evening as my daddy and Uncle Van played Santa and passed out the presents. When the evening was over, I remember being anxious that it was getting late and I didn't want Santa to show up at our place across town before we could get home, but that never happened. Over the years, as the family grew and many moved away, that Christmas Eve gathering moved up to a day earlier in the month of December to accommodate people's busy lives and schedules. We no longer did the formal gift exchange, although we always made sure the little kids had a gift to open, and the aunts tended to exchange an often homemade item. My granny and my youngest uncle both passed away in the late 1990s, but the family still gathered every December at my Aunt Dina's home without fail to celebrate Christmas. All of the siblings were there every year, and as many family members as were able would come. 
All of that has changed this year. Not only has the pandemic made this type of gathering unsafe, but my daddy, who ironically was the youngest of his surviving siblings, passed away in February of this year after a short fight with an aggressive cancer. Several of my aunts and uncles have various health conditions and that, combined with their ages, make future gatherings uncertain. Despite our bouts of grief this year and the unknown aspect of the future, I am so grateful to have so many memories of those Temple family Christmases past. Carrie, I speak on behalf of the entire Christmas Past family when I say that we're sorry for your loss and grateful to you for sharing that wonderful Christmas memory. You know, after hearing all those memories, I'm really feeling the spirit, and I could use a Christmas song right about now, and wouldn't it be especially fitting if that song were about Christmas memories? Well, thanks to musician Jim Witter in Canada, we've got it taken care of. Here's Jim's original Christmas song, Christmas Memories, right here on Christmas Past.
thank you, Jim, for sharing that song with the rest of us. Check out the show notes for this episode for a link to more of his music, or just look him up on Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you download music. Thanks also to Angela, David, Tony, Lenka, Carissa, Melissa, Avery, and Carrie for sharing their Christmas spirit with the rest of us. I'll be back before you know it with the remaining episodes for this season of Christmas Past. Let me remind you as always until then that Christmas Past is produced in wonderful Willow Glen, California by yours truly, Brian Earl. You can reach out anytime and I really wish you would because I love hearing from you and how things are going for you. You can reach me at christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com or connect on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you haven't yet joined the private Christmas Past Facebook group, why not come by today and join our year-round celebration? And hey, if you're feeling the Christmas spirit, why not help more people discover this show by telling a friend about it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts? Those are quick and painless ways to show your support. They don't cost anything, but they really do make a big difference. And if you do leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I'll even send you a Christmas past sticker and a handwritten Christmas card is my way of saying thanks. Reach out for details on that. Until we meet again, stay safe and healthy, look out for one another, and may your days be merry and bright.